It is December 10th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Go home raw before TLC. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan, Mr. Raj Geary, the three of us together again. It's been a while. Matt, how you doing, man? Missed you guys. How are you? Doing well. Raj, how's how's things? I'm doing good too. It's been busy, but uh yeah, it's it's good the having the three of us again. It's been a while. Oh, absolutely. So tonight, Monday Night Raw opened with Seth Rollins in the ring calling out general manager elect i don't know who elected him uh but calling out baron corbin and really cutting this promo blaming him for everything that's wrong with monday night raw echoing many of the sentiments we've seen on social media many of the sentiments you've heard on this very here podcast the historic low ratings for monday night raw uh matt what did you think of this promo in terms of how they're just putting it out there and sort of owning all the fan complaints as of late it's an, he's an easy foil to blame it all on right yeah um but by the same token i'm glad you pointed it out in your first sentence there who elected him why is it why is he called <laughs> the damn general manager elect no <laughs> idea it makes no sense if he's temporary let's call him temporary if he's called something else let's call him that but it makes it so stupid but um um, I like that Seth Rollins opened the show. I, he's the one that we keep continuing to say for months now, like a year now, they need to make him a part of the upper echelon permanently. Um, and as a heel, they did that. But as a face, not so much. He's been the intercontinental level, the guy they can plug in, plug and play for an A-plus match, for good work rate and all that other good stuff that they seem to rely on him for, but not so much in that main event spotlight, right? So it was cool to see him out there opening the show. That's a very important role that Vince really pays them how he kicks off each show. So I was happy to see that. thought he did well. The only thing is, is it just it felt like out of nowhere, he just went from Dean, you know, into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was really weird for them to mention how they're getting their lowest ratings in history. Um <laughs> You know, like a, a for a TV show to come out and say that to your fans, you're basically admitting to your fans that what they've been watching sucks. We all uh, suck. We all suck. Everyone you watch on TV, we suck. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know this thing we've been putting on for three hours a week that you you've been watching. Well, it sucks, and we know it. Nobody and, else is watching. Just yeah, you are watching. Exactly. You're watching it. Everyone else is tuning out. It yep. just seems such like such a weird thing to do. WCW do that <laughs> back in the day. Remember when they're like. Yeah, you're the reason why this show sucks. And, and yeah. you know, S Scott Steiner cutting those promos back in the day. And it was just, uh, it, it didn't help. It, you don't want your fans knowing that you're not doing well. Granted, a lot of them know that last Raw, last week's Raw was the lowest rated uh, in their history. Last week's SmackDown was the lowest rated first run non-holiday episode uh, in their history. But the vast majority, the people that watch at home don't really follow wrestling online, a lot of them. And mm. so you're basically telling all those people, that your show has been sucking and you're not doing well. Great point. If they could have gotten away with it, guys, I uh, remember back in the eighties when Dallas had that bad year and they just said it was all a dream sequence. Nothing in the last year actually happened. If raw could have gotten away with that, I feel like they would have. Hey, Roseanne, they did that, right? Where, well, they oh, yeah. Do, yeah, they wrote, a, they wrote off the entire last season. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's rare that a TV show says, we know we've been doing a terrible job. Uh, we're going to try harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then what do you get? You know, so uh, obviously Baron Corbin, everyone I'm sure watching that is thinking Vince McMahon instead of Baron Corbin when, you know, they're blaming Baron Corbin for it. Right. And uh, and then what do they do? Baron Corbin's all over show. 
a half an hour. There's a half hour Baron Corbin match at the end. Granted, it was good, but I don't think people care enough about Corbin to stick around till the end and, and sit through that. No, they don't. <sighs> it was I'll something. Be, I'll be very yeah. interested to see the ratings of that match. Yeah, I'm sure that. I'm sure that tank that third hour. Oh, unless if it doesn't, that's all on Rollins and, and Rousey. But you know, Rousey last week she was in that first opening hour, and that first hour was the lowest rated first hour in in Raw history. So I, I still can't believe that. No, it's just crazy. Um, so they tried to start it off. They tried to make it seem like, hey guys, things are going to change with this two on three handicap match for the Raw Tag Team Titles: Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus the Authors of Pain and Drake Maverick. Um, yeah, so Bobby and Chad are the Raw Tag Team Champions, and uh, Drake Maverick, their manager, got pinned for the AOP to lose the tag team titles. Why was he even in this match? If it's a tag title match, why is he in there? Why are the AOP in any scenario where they're losing, period? Yeah, this pairing just sucks, and, and why would they stick with him now? He's not only caught, you know, making them look like a joke. He's getting, you know, he's peeing himself, and then now he costs them the tag titles as well. Like he he does nothing to benefit this team. There's no reason in storyline why they should continue going on with them. Storyline wise, they would powerbomb him to a table because they're badasses, right? That don't play. And do you do you get like the a road warrior vibe with AOP now? You, you definitely mm. definitely not for me. They, you know, I think the Drake Maverick stuff, the comedy, the the, the peeing on the robes. It's just he, 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 what they're doing with him is unfortunate because they don't need to do that stuff with him. They could save that. They should have saved that for another layer to his character way down the road. They should have mm. allowed him to be a very solid voice for them, play yeah. as straight as possible. And he could have easily have done that. And then this great package you have with him, this great comedy act that we all know he is because he's charismatic as hell. Yeah. By the bucket loads, he's got charisma. They should have saved that. Yeah. And and, toward that stuff. Yeah. They, and they should have had him be responsible for getting them a title shot in the first place. So there's a, a reason. Like, he's an asset. He's helping them out. You see him helping their careers, whereas yes. there's none of that right now. Yep. I couldn't agree more with that, you know, and, and, and Glenn wasn't going to say was to answer Raj's question of the road warrior vibe. I, I did get that. You don't want to compare them to road warriors. You can't compare anybody to them, hmm. but as far as shit, excuse my language, shit stompers, you yeah. know, like badasses walking down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. I got that vibe from them for sure. Um, it's just now they've kind of lost it because while I'm looking at him making this badass entrance going, Oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm impressed or whatever have you. Um, that feeling that everybody gets when some, when a badass con walks to the yep. ring. Well, you lose it when you see the dude pissing his pants 10 minutes later or playing grab ass in the corner or doing whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Like I felt like I got that vibe from him early on in NXT too. Um, you know, that that dominant it's kind of like when Lesnar, when his, you know, that guitar hits and it's like shit's hitting the fan. You got that with AOP before. And now week yeah. after week, it's less and less and less. Paul, Paul Ellering is uh, creepy looking as hell. And that really worked well, I thought, with the authors of pain. Drake Maverick, I mean, from him wearing the vest down to the pee humor. We said this uh, a couple months ago. He looks like David Spade, like doing a goof, walking with these guys to the ring and turning them into a comedy yeah. act. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly the point. You got to establish a reason why they'd want him. What he's he's that he's doing something for him. 
for him to have him. You know, with Paul Ellering, it made all the sense in the world. He's, you know, he was the manager of the most legendary tag team of all time. Um, so it made sense that they want Ellering. With Drake Maverick, it never made any sense, and they never told that story. Yeah, and instead of Drake becoming more badass, instead he pulled AOP over to this comedy act in this yeah. realm. Um, it's, I mean, it's just silly. I think this is going to give a reboot, though. This is a good reason. Okay, I, I do want to shout this out, though. That moment, Drake Maverick earned his spot in this match when they whipped him out of the ring onto AOP. I thought that was the coolest part <laughs> of this match. Yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, okay. Great. He got a lot of air. It, I mean, I, it was just saying it was it was a, it was a cool why, moment. Why is he in this match? What? Yeah, <laughs> no sense. Well, didn't he pin uh, uh, Gable or Rude last yeah, week? But he, I just yeah. hate that when you're you're the tag team champions, a guy who's not one of the champions gets beat and they lose the title. It's just it's just stupid. It does no one any favors. It doesn't do Bobby Rude or Chad Gable any favors. It looked like they well, looked into it, and. Uh, it does. It does a little bit because they are. No matter how they got it, no matter what, next week they walk up with the titles around their waist, right? So there's a little bit of a of a plus there for them. You know what I mean? I know they didn't beat the you know the big bad wolf on the team to, in order to win, but um, how do I say this? It's they don't care about the tag division. No. And yeah. What's worse with the writers, and I hate always bagging on the writers. I do because I don't know any of them, so I feel bad saying this, but this is the truth. They don't have the discipline, it feels to me, when I'm watching this show, especially when I watch Drake Maverick. They don't have the discipline to say, to, to, to not go ahead and go, oh, this guy's great to write for. He's so much fun to write for. Look what he can do. He can do this. He can do that. He can do the other thing. This guy can juggle fire. He can ride a unicycle. He can balance a bowling ball on his freaking nose. Let's have him do it all. And it's like, no, don't have the discipline to develop that character because you guys just hot-shotted all of his comedy shit in a matter of one month, you buffoons. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, Matt, I know you were in Hawaii last week. Did you get to watch the last couple of Raws? Tonight, obviously, but not last not, not last Monday, but the Monday before I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were we, we did the Monday before, and that, that show was just terrible. Last, last week, also not very good. And it turns out Vince McMahon basically rewrote both weeks, both of those shows. So, so he's like, kind of like directly responsible for how bad those shows were. Really? Mm-hmm. How about tonight? I don't know. We'll but, know uh, soon. Yeah. Wow. Well, what's going on? Like, what did they say? Why or? Uh, I guess last week, um, um, he George, <laughs> Bush, you know, George H. W. Bush had, had passed, and they were in Texas. So I guess he rewrote the show to make it happier. <laughs> and then the week before, I think he just didn't like what they had. So he, and that was, you know, that a lot of people thought that was the worst raw. Of the year, of many years, you know, a lot of people were saying of all time, but there has been some bad episodes. But it, it definitely it was one of the worst episodes I've seen in a long time. Ugh, good, glad I missed it. Dude, yeah. XFL cannot come fast. I hope XFL has a Monday night game, so Vince could, Vince could, you know, be busy on Monday nights. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, the, I mean, the glimmer of hope here is this is maybe now a reason for Drake Maverick and AOP to break up, right? Which you know what though, I'll, I'll be very honest. I, I'm a, I, I like him a lot. I consider him a good friend, yeah. actually, rock star. But like, this is horrible for him because this is what you get. You have all this charisma. You have all of these talents, and they do this with you. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I know he's not seven feet tall, three hundred pounds, but he doesn't need to be. That dude. You guys saw what he could do by watch what he did in TNA. He did everything. 
And yeah. he's a hell of a talent. He really honestly is. He, he's a money promo. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Yeah. I mean, they just haven't utilized him. And uh, I think they still could. But yeah, they, yeah, they keep I mean, blowing they it. Him. I don't know how you do it. I think you, he has to be now. Is he going to be shoehorned now into comedy nonstop? Is he Santino now? Yeah. I mean, mm. I, once you peed your pants on TV, it's hard to transition back to a serious character. To yeah. Ugh. That's a shame, man. So. And that was like the biggest story out of Survivor Series. Did he actually pee his pants? Did the gimmick work? Like, what was it? Yeah. It, 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 yeah, he did kind of fiddle with it for quite a while, right? <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Says more about Survivor Series this year. Uh, before we move on, I want to take a quick moment thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. You can heat on demand at the touch of the button and control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels. It works similar to like a heated car seat, and it can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees, powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. And you can also use these batteries to charge your phone and your devices while you're being heated by Action Heat clothing. Action Heat is the perfect gift for any friend or family member on your holiday list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, or anyone that just loves the outdoors or hates being cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like base layers and long johns. Stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat, available in men's and women's styles. And they've got tons of great new styles and models just released for this winter season. Uh, I love my Action Heat jacket and gloves. I wore them on my trip to New York. It was freezing cold there, and I loved with Action Heat boom touch of a button was toasty and warm and kept my phone charged all day walking around New York City. Absolutely fantastic. Raja Matt, I've got packages being sent out to you guys if you haven't got them yet because I know you like to partake in the sponsors of this show. And I was like, you got to hook these guys up because they're going to complain. And they should because Action Heat is absolutely fantastic. For our listeners, go to actionheat.com slash INC. They've got heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. I'm telling you, this is what I'm getting all of my family members this year uh, because this is just so good. Even in California, when it gets really, really cold here, it's great just to go boom, be able to travel outside, not have to layer up like crazy. Right. Battery-operated clothing. We're living in the future, people. And we have a special deal when you go to actionheat.com slash INC. You can save 20% off your entire order, but you can only get that when you go to actionheat.com dot com slash inc or use the coupon code inc at checkout save 20 percent. stay toasty and warm this entire winter while you enjoy all your activities with action heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast again that's actionheat.com slash inc save 20 percent off at action heat uh so tonight ruby riot natalia the feud escalates and continues at tlc uh ruby's gonna bring out a table with jim the anvil neidhart his his likeness on it um matt do you think that this has just gone too far with this feud to where it was kind of cool and personal but now it's just gotten a little silly no sadly okay. I, I sadly no i don't because i know i know natty i know uh uh her father and um dude i'm telling you this is this is uh i know natty thinks she's honoring her father i i swear to you i know it um and more importantly, for, for the angle, if we're talking just in wrestling terms, it does draw in the average, for not us, but the average fan, you know, that mainstream fan, a little bit more. Everybody's heard of Jim the Anvil Neidhart for the most part. Um, and, and the fact that he's passed and this girl's doing this, how dastardly of her, what a piece of bleep, 
you know, that kind of heat. Um, it, 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 it puts a little bit more steam on than what it could have been without, without using him like that. Yeah, I thought when it started, it was great. Raj, what did you think? I mean, I, with the sunglasses angle and Natty crying, I thought was a great way to start this off. I just can't believe this feud has gone on this long. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's done nothing for me. I just, like, I do, does this angle make me want to see Ruby Riot versus Natalia anymore? And it doesn't. No, I, I would have no. rather they used it for someone else that would have been a, a bigger feud for Natalia as opposed to a throwaway. Okay. If you're going to go tasteless, do it for okay. something big, you know what I mean? As opposed to a match where it's, you know, that's probably going to be on the kickoff show. Well, maybe oh. now, maybe now that they're doing this, uh, it won't be, but I don't care about this match anymore. I, I, I know what you're saying by saving it for something bigger, right? Because at the end of the day, it is it will be considered tasteless by many, right? Yeah. But, <clears throat> um, but to know them and that family, dude, I'm telling you, this is like her, uh, I'm telling you, he would like it. He would like it a lot. Um, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't have a necessarily a problem with them doing it. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was Natalia's idea. Um, oh, yes, yes, that's exactly what. I'm, yes. Yeah. But, no, and I think she absolutely should be able to honor her father in whatever uh, ever way she wants to. I actually really like. I like that she brought up the Montreal screw job um, in this promo. Yeah. Talked about how things were hard for her. Talked about her uncle punching Vince in the face. Oh. <laughs> How much would you pay in a charity auction, Matt, to be able to punch Vince McMahon in the face? Where did that come from, charity auction? <laughs> I'm just saying the WWE loves charity. I think they'll have their biggest fundraiser ever. And Vince is 72, but he's tough, so he'll take it, you know? Dude, I always liked him. I swear to God, talking to him was very easy. He is just one of the boys, I swear to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know why guys get so, like, tight-assed around him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's really not intimidating at all. He's not. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think just the idea when we all complain about how bad Raw is, and like Raj was saying, Vince writing the shows and whatnot, I bet you if they did a charity <laughs> auction for that, that would break records. For sure. Hey, you, know, it, yeah. for sure. you know, when Vince leaves, uh, if he, I, I don't know if he'll ever retire, whatever. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a big deal. I mean, I think this, oh, the stock's going to go down a lot. Um, yes. I mean, he is so intertwined. I mean, he's, no one can say anything about him as a businessman. I mean, that he, what he's been able to take this to is amazing. Now, should he be writing the shows? Should a 72-year-old man be writing shows where it's like all these that supposedly should be for a younger audience? Uh, that's where the disconnect happens. But as a businessman, he's, he's amazing. Absolutely. And what, and what he goes off of is what he hears from others, is, is my opinion. Yeah. You, know, you remember with WWE Network when they were talking about it and starting to hype for it before it launched? And Vince got up there and talked. It felt to me right around that time is when he lost touch a little bit because I could tell what he was talking about was given to him by someone else. Yeah. Hmm. And I also, about that, when he's talking about over the top and, <laughs> and all this other stuff, he thought he was really savvy talking about um, and, and how streaming works and, and stuff like that, comparing <laughs> to Major League Baseballs. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just felt like it was something like, like, like Stephanie gave him or, or somebody younger that gets it. I think they're in great hands, though. I do. Yeah. I do think they're in good hands. Yeah, if, if they're if they're creative, doesn't kill it for him, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. It's funny you hear him talk about the XFL, and you can tell like he they're really trying to pay attention to what fans want and what changes should be made, and trying to change the product to deliver something more exciting. Whereas with WWE with Raw, they're not doing that at all. They just have it on cruise control. It's the same 
you know, same stuff almost every week. No, no suspense, no big, you know, no big stories. You know, you look at the look at Macho Man and Hogan. They spent one year. They had these twists and turns and man, Elizabeth. And that was a story. But this it's just guys beating each other, taking turns, beating each other. And and that's yeah, that. Okay. But here's the thing. They do ask those questions. They send out a ton of questionnaires more than ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah those so, surveys. So I don't get what's the point of them. If they're only going to listen to it on the WWE Network end, but not <laughs> yeah. listen to it as the most important end, which is the product. Right. And those surveys lately have been getting very in-depth. I think it's one guy in audience research that gets that, compiles the report, and is like, now I'm going to make my case, and then Vince takes it and tosses it in the trash every week. <laughs> I mean, they ask questions. I remember when I was in Impact Wrestling, TNA, they yeah. were asking, starting to ask those questions. Do you, watch, do you watch Ring of Honor? Do you watch TNA? Do you watch? I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I do like, uh, going back to this promo, I don't know if you've been pay paying attention to what Natty's been doing on Twitter. Um, <coughs> I like that she actually quoted that promo uh, that was in Wrestling with Shadows when they showed the Heart Foundation reading from the book of quotes. Natty's saying she's going to get hungry, forget her manners, and put Ruby's ass through a table. Um, I'd like to see more of that. I think she should quote her dad more in this and bring I, some wait, of that hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Slow down. I saw that documentary. What part? Remember when the Hart Foundation is backstage and they're reading from the book of quotes and they say the one thing that's really unintentionally funny when they say, I'm going to get hungry and leave no one man untested. And they're like, no, 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 don't say that. And then it was, I'm going to get hungry, forget yeah, my Yeah, it was the anvil that said it. Yeah, it was yeah. the anvil's line. It was, it was when they were doing that Hart Foundation versus, you know, Austin and, and uh, uh, forgetting who else was in that match. But um, yeah, it, it was a classic promo. I mean, the anvil, and he could deliver that kind of stuff great. That's yeah. cool. No. Yeah, so I think they should be doing more of that. I would like to see more of an homage to her father rather than just put his graphic on the table is what I'm saying. Because I think Natty could could do more gotcha. you know, in that regard. Yeah, um, but I don't think she should be copying her dad either. In this case, I think it's it works, but she should, you know, she can't deliver the Anvil stuff. The Anvil was so over the top and, and, and you know, just wild. That's not really Natty's Incredibly style. animated. So animated. Yeah. 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 Um, so Finn Balor is, was not on this week due to injury. Um, he's going to have his match at TLC still scheduled, but tonight. <clears> so apparently he's ill. Like he, there oh. is, he's got something. He was at, on the overseas tour. Uh, he wrestled one night and then got pulled, was sent back home. And, uh, he got replaced on the mixed match challenge tomorrow, but he will be, he should be good for TLC. This is good for him. They, they, they put him way, if we're, we're talking wrestling equity, they put him on TV too much in meaningless shit. So, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad he had the week off. Yeah. Even if you're being sick. Yeah. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler tonight. Um, yeah. I like Drew talking during the match to his opponent, how he's trying to like coach them through it so he can beat them up more. Me too. I dig that. I dig everything with Drew. Um, I, I feel bad for Dolph in a way because we don't like him as a baby face. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's pretty safe to say that um, he's probably going to go down the card quite a bit now, now that he's no longer with Drew. Right. And whether that means working main event or, you know, being used sporadically on rock, but I don't <clears> see him, you know, as the, the featured player that he had been uh, for most of this year. Hey, that dude had a killer career. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. I remember him in Ohio Valley wrestling and what he was supposed to be. 
and what they thought of him. I mean, he was an amateur wrestler, so they had some high hopes for him. But it was nothing more, in my opinion, than one of these guys, you know, like myself, that comes in for three years and is done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, five years comes in and is done, you know? Yeah. But uh, he, he, especially with Spirit Squad, you know, so he, he definitely turned that around. He had the worst name in history. Uh, his gimmick was introducing himself to everybody. <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah. And he proved to be one of the best workers, I'm sorry, of our generation as far as in-ring work goes. One of the best bump and feeding heels we will see in our in our generation. Yeah. In, and I in our generation. Yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, like we always see with Dolph, like they kind of he kind of fades away in the background for a while and then they and then he'll, he'll get, they come up with something else for him. Yes. They'll, they'll give him he'll flirt a little, you yeah. know, for a few months, a couple months, maybe a month and he'll go back again. But uh, just making an anecdote, he, he hell of a career though. Yeah, yeah, he was a great. I li- I like that laughing he did at the end, where he he was like this kind of like psychotic laughing. I thought it was that was really cool. I mean, Drew's uh, Drew's got that look, and and he's believable. Like when he does the crazy stuff, it it looks pretty natural on him. Yeah, he can be very intense. You know, he can. I like the whole holding the guy's face. You know what I mean? Yeah, hold by the chin as he's talking smack to him, and and it's just so deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, Drew won that with the Claymore kick for the pin to win. Um, after the match, uh, let's see. Ziggler rolled to the floor. Drew uh, was going to attack him, but got stopped by the officials and then got another Claymore to Ziggler's face while he was down. So, yeah, I think uh, the sets puts Drew in a great position against Finn Balor on Sunday. So he's just going to decimate Finn, right? I mean, I would think so unfortunate um that that kick to that kick to to um Dolph you know where he kind of like hit the hit the screen that the ring apron screen that looked pretty brutal it did yeah. uh they showed us how Rhino was fired last week Heath Slater hey, been... remember that time hang on remember the time Matt yeah. Morgan took Hernandez's head and put it against the ring post and bicycle kicked it into next week remember that that's not that was similar but whatever <laughs> So, so when you when you deliver a kick, because this Claymore kick, it looks awesome. Um, I and he comes out of nowhere. It looks brutal. Okay, um, but here's the thing: he's he's in the air doing it, mm-hmm. and his knee is bent, so mm. he can hit him as hard as he wants with his foot. Does, there's no impact behind it. He's actually not moving the head one single bit. It's literally, it's it, it, it's a bent knee, right? The bicycle kick is an extension. It's a straight, stiff boot. Yeah. And uh, I went over that like 20 times with Sean, um, whiffing all 20 times on purpose, but just to get the timing of it and where his head would be. And then just prayed my butt off that I didn't get overzealous when yeah. the time to deliver it and, and lay it in on the poor guy because there was no room for any error. You know what I mean? One, one, just a little bit of aggression, just a little bit of adrenaline rush would have been enough to concuss him easily. His head was against a steel post. Yeah. And, and so he was totally, off. he was totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I got lucky. But, um, <laughs> you know, with, with what's his name, like what you're saying, it looks awesome because he does it so quickly and with such impact, it looks like he smacks his leg. He, it, it looks good. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I usually don't like seeing big guys come off their feet, especially with a finisher. Yeah. But uh, it works for Drew. I mean, that he's just money. I, I can't say enough good things about that dude. Yeah. See, I always like finishers like this because they could come out of nowhere on anywhere. Nowhere. You know, like yeah. CM Punk. 
he couldn't use the uh, the GTS on a bigger no. guy, you know. It's like a, it's a setup. It's a setup move, right? Yeah. That's what I like the carbon footprint, the bicycle kick, was because yeah. I can hit on anyone out of anywhere. The dude could be lighting me up in the middle of the yeah. ring, go to hit the ropes, and boom, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So last week Rhino was fired after being defeated by Heath Slater. Heath Slater Did now a referee. Rhino's a very good friend. I love you to death, right, man beast. But uh, man beast horny. If you're watching, you know what that means, right, Rhino? Um, <laughs> but what I was gonna say was like, no one cares though. Well, I guess there was speculation based on what he did in the ring after that. That might have been his retirement match. Yeah, but he posted a video tonight. Posted, yeah, I'm sure it was. I, I mean, God bless him for getting another run. Good on you. Yeah. Holy crap! No one saw that coming. Good for you, bro. Yeah, he posted a video saying he's not retired. I don't know what that means because. They hadn't been using him anyway. I don't see them using him now. Indie dates, maybe? They could. I mean, I don't know. Why would he say that then? Especially when he's still under contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is kind oh. of weird. Should yeah. be an NXT coach. I thought wasn't that the plan for him when they brought him into NXT? Isn't he like isn't he mayor right now? No, he Hell ran no. and he got oh, he lost. Yeah. Don't you ever yeah, don't yeah, don't muddy the waters here. Not everybody <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Nobody congratulated me on becoming deputy mayor of Longwood, by the way. Oh, wait, I did. that happen? I didn't hear when you became deputy mayor. That's exciting. Congrats. Wrestling Inc. was the only site to cover it. Thank you, WrestlingInc.com. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I can, Yeah, can, I congratulated you. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but no, Man Beast lost. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He uh, had good commercials, though. His commercials were great. Yeah. I don't know how we lost, but whatever. Bailey versus Alicia Fox. Yeah. You love Alicia Fox. I think Alicia Fox is great. What's wrong with Alicia Fox? You haven't they been doing this match forever? Feels this, like it. <laughs> haven't they? Like Jinder and Finn and Bailey and, and Alicia Fox it, since the mixed match challenge started. I feel like seeing some variation of this every week. It's a crisscross every other week. Yeah. yeah. Thank God yeah, mixed match challenge is over this week. So they can move on uh, to something else. For real. Um What'd you all think of this one? It was a match. Was this the one where uh, this was where yeah. Sasha got involved and Apollo Crews benched her and That's grabbed right. her? Grabbed, yeah. Grabbed her he pretty won. good there. He benched her. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, yeah. If you look at the WWE Universe Twitter account, they have the video where they show, you know, and he, you know, he, he's bench pressing her. So he grabs oh, her in the hoo ha. Oh. Yeah, there is no other way to do that, folks. Like, I had a uh, Jackie Moore, I had to press slam over my head. I'm like, what do I do with my hands here? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's gotta be uncomfortable. Sorry, that's where, where, where do you think the person, where do you think the person doing the press slam or the bench press in that situation, where do you think their thumb is? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm being dead serious. Like, yeah. what the freak? I mean, in the moment, you don't notice any of that, you know what I mean? But, right. Let's just be honest. You're right. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the camera angle he had, it was right there. It was very a non PG. It was. She got more <laughs> than she bargained for. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, so Apollo is replacing Finn as Bailey's partner in the mixed match challenge. Good. I like Tomorrow. that. I, I honestly yeah. do like that. Yeah, they've had a lot of change ups this year. Uh, but based well, on the Apollo promo time. Apollo is yeah. a great is a great act. A great talent, I should say, not act, great talent. Yeah. <laughs> And I hope, you know, they, they try to do more with him. And eventually he shakes that gosh, golly, OG crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's a dud athlete, dude. 
No, he's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, to your point, Glenn, like almost every team seems like there's been a change. You yeah. Know, got, for AJ Styles, for some weird reason, they just took him out. Obviously, Braun got injured. Um, Jeff Hardy replaced some. I think Jeff Hardy replaced AJ. Um, yeah. And yeah, there were, there, were, there were some others. but I feel like Carmella and R-Truth are winning just based on the amount of time they've given them in promotion and all this. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. Yeah. Uh, Right since like the first week. Um, okay, so we had an interview with Charlie Caruso interviewing Dean Ambrose backstage, telling her not to call him the lunatic fringe again anymore. Um, hey, can I give a quick yeah. shout out? Real no, quick please. shout out. Uh, it's important. My my, my wife uh, just messaged me that my son Jackson is watching me for the first time nice. on my podcast. Hi, hey. Jackson. Hi. Hey, Jackson. Hey, Jackson. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry. Continue. That's cool. Uh, so in the middle of this interview with Dean Ambrose, they show the video package hyping Ambrose versus Rollins. Love this video package. This might have been one of the high points of Raw, but now it's it's ruined for Sunday at TLC. Uh, big time. This is this is when they do things really well, you got to admit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it, the video package was great. I just wish they would do it more organically. Like all of a sudden she has this, you know, prepped up and ready to go, you know, and as opposed to... <laughs> You know, while he's cutting his promo, then she's like, well, if you don't have something to say, we got this video here. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ambrose just walked away after that. I mean, the setup was weird, but um, yeah, the video package was fantastic. I like this. I like uh, I like Ambrose. Um, I think he's interesting. You know, I've said it before, but I just think that uh, this story has just sucked with him and Rollins. They haven't it shouldn't be that hard to come up with a real story that people could get into a and real, a real impetus, right? Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. A real reason why he felt so wrong by Seth that he felt the need to turn on him that night. Um, they, they, all they had to do, bro. I told you, I gave it to them. If they were, if they watched our show um, was uh, go back and they go back in time where they did that WWE network special on him. He yeah. On the phone and yeah. he was on the phone with somebody saying, Oh, you check on me now. Now I matter. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you should have just said that with Seth Rollins, guys, and say, Seth Rollins didn't check on me once while I was out, didn't care about me. Um, and he, you know what else they could have done? Play that up. Yeah, and he could have played up, too, that Rollins was crying so hard with, when he found out about Roman. And, you know, like earlier in that show, when Rollins came out and he was crying, and he's like, he saw Seth crying so hard for Roman, didn't wasn't calling him when he was injured now, you know? And, uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that could have been what sparked it that night. That's why that night he turned on him, so... That's good. He could have blamed, which would have been a hell of a wrinkle in this storyline, but blaming Seth for turning and mm-hmm. costing them millions of dollars, costing them tons of opportunities. Um, they could have reigned supreme for another five years. If the group stayed together, they just beat Evolution, and you turn on us then, that kind of thing. Um, you yeah. Know what I mean, it would have given Seth an opportunity as well to explain finally why he did what he did, which would make him a bigger baby face if he showed some type of uh you know remorse not, or... yeah remorse he's grown from it kind of a deal mm-hmm. um it was a full it was a foolish mistake to, to 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 hit the finish line quicker taking shortcuts f that i'm not about shortcuts i'm about whatever and um you know correcting it that way at least explaining it it, it would definitely be a hell of a loop to to, to tie that bow on that portion because we never really found out no you know what i mean and that was supposed to cheer this guy right 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, we're just freestyling here and we've already come up with a couple of things that are way better yeah, than right. these 30 riders have had months, you know, a month and a half now. They've got nothing. And that's their prime time players, not trying to steal the phrase or get it. <laughs> yeah. They are. These are their supposed main eventers. It's like you said, Raj, why does this feel so mid-level? And a lot of people will say to me on Twitter, because it's for the Intercontinental title. That's not what, what you're saying by that. You're saying this just, just feels, forget the title. It feels, without the title in the picture, just like a mid-card storyline with the amount of tension and the amount of energy, it feels like, that the writers have put into this with, with creativity. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And meanwhile, Matt, you mentioned that documentary. Raj, did you watch that yet? Uh, the Shield one? I no, the Dean Ambrose no, one. Dean Ambrose. No, not yet. I mean, it's dark. I was like just super bummed out though by the second half of it. I was like, this guy needs a therapist or meds or something. Um, it was really depressing. Bipolar, very bipolar. Yeah. The, the, the the series. It's not a happy ending. It's yeah. I like it because of that though, because that that's very. It felt very real. Yeah, I've had, absolutely. I've had times in my career where I felt very similar to the way he feels. No, and I get it. I mean, I've suffered from depression in the past. I've had family members, friends that have. It felt yeah. like this was a very accurate portrayal. I'm surprised they're not explicitly yeah. working that into the storyline here. A little bit. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah, there's a lot you can do, and these guys are two of your top guys, and your your ratings are are crap right now. Do something, you know. Was, Just tell the story. Raj, do yourself a favor. I know you're busy as hell. Watch it though. It's okay. so it is dark. Like, that's a great word for it. it. It's very eerie, dark, and it's different as hell. Like this is not like a happy ending type of uh, uh, highlight package for him. You know what I mean? It's it's right. different. It's All different. Right. All right, I might check it out tonight. Yeah. So Elias is full on face now, uh, was in the ring doing a song, talking smack about bad things Bobby said about San Diego, but Elias loves San Diego. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. Yeah. He still tells the fans to shut their mouths, which is kind of interesting. But he's more courteous about it. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like the Kurt Angle you suck, though, isn't it? Kind of sort yeah. of he's in on it kind of a deal. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if I was in that arena, I would cheer him like crazy if he told me to shut up and the rest of us <laughs> shut up, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's, I, and then he called the LA people trash. So okay. Like... That, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how much that longer that's going to work. But the, the shut up part of his little tagline that he says, that still works. Yeah. 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 No, it was a great promo, this match uh, between Leo and Elias. Heath Slater is referee in this match, uh, which was something. Uh, before I forget that th that throw when Elias threw Leo into the corner and the way he went through the ropes, oh my god! Yo, Leo, Leo can fly, dude. He's athletic yeah. as heck. Yeah, I yeah. thought this match was really fun. Like it was, uh, it, was. It, it wasn't too long. They didn't go. They didn't take it overboard. And right. uh, Leo just doing all this crazy stuff in that ring. I mean, he he it was. He looked awesome. He kind of got the feeling that Elias was going to lose. And I don't like guys losing to managers when they're supposed to be higher up on the card, you know, and Elias is, you know, Elias and Lashley are upper, upper mid. Yes. So, eh, you know, I mean, they gave him every excuse. They had the bad breath and everything, but I, I always preferred that they don't lose. Bro, to see, to me, Bobby Lashley, to me as a fan, is lower level main event who's right now being miscast. Yeah. And being put in an upper mid card thing. Does yeah. That make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he should be, he should be higher than he is. And it's kind of right. like, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, but Lashley, he should not have lost. He should not have lost. I hate that. I hate that. Oh, the last losing. Yes. Don't well, because Bobby interfered, Slater was reluctant to make the pin. Um, then he finally called a DQ. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, Heath Slater at least is getting a storyline in all. Yeah. This, yeah. You know? So that's yeah. something. He got a yeah. heel GM, a heel women's GM. You know, whatever Alexa Bliss <laughs> is, and now heel referees. It's. It's a little, a little heavy on the heel side. Yeah, so Alexa came out with, uh, let's see, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, they were talking about the match. Interrupted the match at TLC for the Raw Women's Championship between Ronda and Nia on Sunday. Ronda came out, tried to get into a fight with them, and uh, yeah, just uh, all kinds of chaos and disarray leading to a match between Ember Moon versus Tamina Snuka. I mean, this promo, I thought Nia was okay. The secret weapon thing about her fist. I mean, they're milking that about her yeah, punching out Becky. Yeah, they still they still should be. Yeah, but I mean, does anyone think Nia is going to beat Ronda on Sunday? <laughs> no, but that's why she needs to be talking about being a thug and being able to punch people and knock them out. Yeah. Because as big as she is, and as big as a physical threat as she poses, come on. Ronda Rousey is still the baddest, you know what, on the planet, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult to take people seriously if they could beat her because of this. And, and I don't know. I, I think by talking about something that's a shoot, brother, with by, <laughs> by punching someone out, I don't know. It's it, I see where they're going and why they keep talking about it, right? Because it gives her that one puncher's chance in winning. Yeah, I did. I I did kind of like her line about how she's just going to keep punching her over and over and over until she taps out or, or submits. I thought that was kind of, you know, uh, someone like Rhonda, I think that kind of stuff works where you have someone like threatening physical violence, not like a fun match, right. you, you know, yes. like Alexis feud with her where you, you didn't even know what they're angry with each other about. But, you know, I, I felt like this, this works for Rhonda. Now something, I, I just feel like with Rhonda, there's something missing where, Every week she's on TV, I feel like she comes across as less and less of a star. She's still a superstar. She's still the biggest star in the company. But the more she's on WWE TV, it's yes. the opposite of UFC. Every time she was on UFC, she was a bigger star. Every time yeah. she's on WWE, it's less and less and less. She's kind of, you know. Until she started losing in UFC, okay, until then. Yeah. You're absolutely right. She was a bigger, bigger star every time she came out. And one could argue, well, of course, because it's one, it's twice a year. And, and, and others will argue, you know, well, it, the, the craziest part, though, is WWE gets to write what they want for her. Yeah. It's fictitious. Mm. They can make her do anything. Yeah. And yet the real shoot world, reliant on her actual skill, she was booked better. Yeah. And not just that. She was on the Ultimate Fighter every week for that one season. And it oh, came across God. as a bigger star. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, just WWE. They just don't know how to make her more special. They're, they're bringing her down, her her specialness, I guess. <laughs> hey, guys, I got to step up for one second. Keep thinking, yeah. Sorry. Right. So, Ember Moon versus Tamina Snuka. This was a competitive match. Went for a couple minutes. Ember picked short. up. Yeah, it's okay. Short. The finisher The finish was good. Um, Ember getting the win. I like Ember. I'm a fan. So I think Ember's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just with the women's division on Raw. If, I mean, well, SmackDown's kind of starting to suffer from this too. It's like they can only really do one storyline. Yeah, so they yeah. clump everyone together. They clump a bunch. You know, both women's segments tonight, right? <laughs> or all three. It's not one on one. It's there's all these people in the corner and outside the ring. 
it, it is. But do you know how we talk about Ember? We, we talk about people getting wins and needing wins and mm-hmm. how we think wins and losses should matter more. Well, if you're keeping a score at home, Ember Moon's been winning. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in a meaningless segment I normally don't care about, I'm happy to see her get a dub. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, of course, she won that match with the Eclipse and the pin to win. I don't um, know if she's going to continue that move for the rest of her career, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that looks like that just it kill your hip. Like and... hell. Yeah, yeah. It would kill that. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what her back must feel like. Yeah. Like you're uh, compressing your spine every single time. Hulk Hogan had seven or eight back surgeries from a simple leg drop. Right. Damn. That's compression, you're compressing your spine, landing on your ass. Now, look what homegirls doing from the top rope. Right. How yeah. shows everywhere. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, she's she should modify that so she could be like run into the ropes and come off and do it, you know, off the ropes or something like that, where it's not kind as like big natural, of a bump. Kind of like natural selection, how uh, Charlotte does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can do it on the run. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be as cool looking, let's just be honest. But by the same token, I'd like to see her, you know, have a long career. Yeah. Save the top rope for pay per views, you know? Mm hmm. God, could you imagine what a completely safe style would look like? <laughs> in terms of like, this isn't going to give me problems down the line. It, you're right, Glenn. And it's like this was happening with the NFL, right? When everyone yeah. shows, like, What's going to happen next? Are they going to be playing two hand touch? And, it, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I mean, that is where they're headed. Um, even in wrestling, look how they start in NXT. I went to go visit when I had, uh, and, and I seen that they, what are they doing? They, they have the guys wearing like uh, uh, helmets or sort of neck yeah. things and gimmicks like that to learn to bump for the first time. What? Like, <laughs> One of the hardest things to get through was the first time you learned to bump or hit the ropes and what your body becomes callous to eventually. You've got to go through that. I know it rattles our brain, it rattles our necks, but still, you have to learn to do that to do it prop to learn how to do it properly. You have to learn what that pain feels like. You really do. I hate to say it. So it's almost like when it comes time for them to get up on the main roster, you're not seeing as such clean bumping feeds as you one time did. Go back and watch Billy Gunn bump and feed and see what I'm talking about. Oh, that would be a killer indie gimmick, though. The King of Safe style. Isn't that kind of what Drew Gulak was doing? Yeah. Well, no, like, no, no, like in the middle, of the, in the heat of the action, Glenn, he goes and someone goes, he, the guy climbs the top rope and goes, wait a minute. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm a good chance of, no, this doesn't make sense. Then he goes and hit the ropes and he comes off with something. Like, like a chin lock. Then it just stops. Yeah, and in a tag team, he's like yelling out, lift with your legs, not with your back. You know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, would be fun. Um, so we saw that he- That's kind of like uh, Mick Foley back in the day when he had that, when he was in ECW and ECW, he had anti-hardcore. Yes. Yes, that just popped in my head. Well, yes. <laughs> so Slater got added to uh, the main event match as the ref, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the IC title. Uh, before that, they also announced that TLC Elias versus Lashley will be a tables match with a guitar hanging above the ring as a weapon. So why are you be laughing exciting. at that? Because it's just it's the guitar. I mean, I don't guitar know. Full match. It doesn't hurt. You don't think it hurts? No, no, no. I mean, no, I'm saying it doesn't hurt the match. I'm saying uh, I thought you meant it doesn't hurt. Like, no, it doesn't hurt the physically. match. Oh, no, I'm sure. Well, actually, that's kind of interesting. A hollow body guitar. I don't think – I'm sure it hurts to get hit with anything, but, like, a hollow, basically, balsa wood guitar. I don't know. 
splinters. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Jake Jake Roberts, he he would often say that the the most hurt he ever got was when he took that guitar shot from the hockey tongue. Because honky, but that was a legit man. guitar. Yeah, supposedly they couldn't get like a legit, like they couldn't gimmick it. Yeah. And he yeah, was I was like, reading something. Uh, I guess Guitar Center they commission a specific guitar for Elias, but it's a very cheap guitar, very cheaply made. They buy them by the dozens, so <laughs> so they could break on on impact. Yeah, so maybe it's not as bad. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins Intercontinental Title. Wait, real quick, real quick about making that a ladder of all the matches okay. on that show, making that one a ladder match just seemed odd to me. Like like Finn versus Drew seems more like that could be an awesome ladder match. Oh. Um, Lashley and Elias, I don't know. I think it's all about the gimmick. That's why. I think it's because he has a guitar as part of his gimmick. The yeah. tangle from the thing. Okay, whoa, like, perfect. It fits in the type of ladder. Yeah. I and there's probably it, some yeah. weird thing in protecting him where Elias, without his guitar, you separate him from the guitar. He loses his magical powers. But they also said, like, you can use it as a weapon. So it's not like you win the match by getting the guitar. No, but it's hanging, correct? It's yeah. hanging, but they they specifically said like you, when you get the guitar, you can use it. We're usually a ladder match; you get the thing off the the ladder, and that's how you win. <laughs> so I guess yeah. you still win by pin. Well, it's yeah. table, it's tables match. No, it's a it's a ladder match. Wait, is it a ladder match or a tables yeah, match? The ladder so match. I said in the recap, it was. Uh... Oh, okay. The recap says tables match, but I'll take your word. Ladder yeah, match. it should be a ladder match. Okay. Um, we did have a TLC match tonight before TLC. Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. When Hanging. I saw that there was a half hour left on the show, I'm like, man, so you're going to have a half hour Corbin match. Well, they, yeah. they, had the bell, they had the bells and whistles in it too, though, right? So they felt a little bit safer. But even without him, he's been closing the show an awful lot. A lot, and the ratings have been. I'm not blaming Baron on this. Um, Roz just kinda... because let's call a spade a spade. We got to give him credit because I bagged on him for the whole first year he was on TV. Loved the man XT. Then when he came up, he, he was like Scullet Man. You know what I mean? He was bald up top and had sweet friggin' long hair and, and, and a skinny, skinny fat build. You know, and I just didn't like his look. And I got to give him credit. He changed his look. He ch they changed his character. I didn't like it at first. I'm like, oh, my God, th this guy is going to get buried. And he rose to the occasion and turned chicken shit into chicken salad. He did. And he's absolutely crushed it. Even tonight. Look, when he first go back and watch the show the opening. Watch how he comes out to the ring and he doesn't say a word. He's about to. But what does he do instead? Like a vet, he takes the temperature of the audience. That's a vet move. And um, he's picking it up very quickly. Now, should he be closing this show? Absolutely not. Is he a main event heel? Absolutely not. But is he getting there? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, talking about Corbin for a while now, saying how he, his promo skills have gotten a lot better in this role. He's a lot better, but not to the point that I want to see him as much as he's on TV no, right now. No, 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 no. But that's what happens when you get these backstage gimmicks, right? Yeah. When I was Jim Cornette's uh, bodyguard, I was on like freaking 10 different segments. Yeah. Yeah. And he always makes sure I was talking and doing things. And before TNA knew it, they're like, oh, shit, we need to do something with Matt Wrestling now. And they had no choice because fans wanted to start seeing it. Yeah. And it was great. But it's, I don't know if they mean to do it or it just ends up, you know, lucking into that because when you make someone a general manager, you're in a lot of stuff. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that's kind of why I preferred Kurt when he, even though yeah. he would flub his lines and everything. Oh. Um, We're still seeing a huge star, right? Yeah. Segments, right. Yeah. And since yeah. he wasn't wrestling, you know, he was, you know, he, he it was limited how much of him you're seeing on a show. <laughs> Definitely. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but again, I, I just want to give Siraj, I want to give a, um, you know, the dude is props because he has improved immensely. A lot of people would choke in that same spot. It really would. I mean, put him in that outfit, you know, in that, lackey, that lackey kind of role. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought he, I don't know. I think he's turned it really, he turned it around really well. And I think he probably surprised him a little. And, it uh, works though, you know? It, do, it, do, it does work. At first, I hated it. I did. The but, outfit, the haircut, he looked like a kid before with the long hair. I don't even remember how he looked. I just remember how it looked horrible. I remember not hating it, right? Because I'm like, wow, this guy's a former NFL player. He's a stud athlete. He's got tats everywhere. He just needs to get in a little bit better shape, and he'd be money. You know, just he needed to shape his head, I kept saying. And um, now he's doing that that character. They covered his tattoos. I didn't like that. But he turned it around, and he made it his own. And, and he, we're watching. Well, I'm telling you, watch for the little isms each week. Little Corbin isms. He, he's, he's feeling himself out. He's evolving. And it's cool to watch because it's himself. It's not just what they're giving him. It's what he's going out and he's reacting to. Last week or two weeks ago, the three of them started off to show, uh, what was it? Um, Lashley, himself, and Drew. They started mm. off the show, remember? And they're bragging about beating up Braun and, and injuring him, right? Well, you remember they started chanting something and then he reacted to them chanting. had a really quick one-liner zing to hit him back with. Um, he's just reacting and he's playing with the audience a little bit more. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. No, I mean, even with the haircut, it kind of amplifies that grin he has, that smug it smile does. he does. Definitely. It yeah. and that works. It doesn't work with his color. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I thought but, it was good, but this yeah, match. He's, he's better. I don't, I don't want to see him for an hour each week. So. Well. 100% right. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I was just saying before you went off, Ross, that I backed on that guy for like the better part of a year. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get to do his props. So... He almost won this match due to Slater's assistance. That was a pretty good uh, little false finish there at the end. I bought it for a sec. I, I bought like, oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, though. I think I think that would have been good because then Braun could have beat him for the title um, on Sunday. That would have been a nice that's transition. That's why I bought it. Yeah. But yeah. Braun, Braun beat who for the title? No, I'm saying if Corbin had oh, won tonight. Yeah. No, you don't want to put Braun in the Intercontinental feud. No, but he's also nowhere near the world. Yeah, there, right? no, he's gonna be facing Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Huh. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, true, true. Um, this was okay. Slater, <sighs> that could have been smoother. Slater's involvement in the match. I think he was playing confused, but he looked legitimately confused as to what he should be doing for a lot of this. Which he should, because he's not a referee. He should. Yeah. Be. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I would have hated it if he felt too polished and in there doing all the stuff. You should make it look like a referee is not is is a hard job. You can't just slip into it, dude. Yeah. I special ref, uh, I forget who was staying at somebody, and there was a couple times where I was like really late to getting down the counter because I got stuck watching a match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got caught, and I made a count with my foot instead. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it on YouTube, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very real danger. Um, yeah, I. Th- 
Man, they should have done some vignettes with like Slater going to ref school, it's like just making fun of all the ref tropes. Dude, that would be pretty funny, actually. That could yeah. be entertaining. He could make that work for sure. I bet. Yeah, like if somebody starts talking to you from outside the ring, it's very important you tell them to be quiet and you pay attention to them until they shut up. You know, forget or what's going be, on behind you. You know what we used to do to refs to rib them, like the huh. refs? We would do like 30 false finishes, like small packages, <laughs> rolls, schoolboys. And just to f with them, and because they might be out of shape, and to get to make them go up and down, up and down to make the count, because you got to go all the way down to the push up position, make the count, get stand back up again, and then go back down again in the push up position. A lot of guys are out of shape, yeah, and, uh, just to blow them up and mess with them. Um, but uh, um, like they could do that with him in segments. Uh, they could do tons of different stuff with that. You're right that that could have some legs to it. Yeah, it seems like a place towards Slater's strengths. You know. Yes. Yeah. He, he can be entertaining when done Absolutely. right. Uh, so Seth ended up retaining tonight uh, with the curb stomp, climbed the ladder, got the title, and retained. <coughs> Dean Ambrose I'm, came out. I'm still trying to figure out something. How does that not kill the curb stomp? What's hmm. up? Like, I try to watch it in slow-mo and catch it. You know what I mean? How he hits it on the guy. So far, the Miz is the only one I've really seen him hit it on where you could see a little bit of a, a hole in it. But everybody else looks like their face just gets crushed like a watermelon on that mat. Yeah. Yeah. It's vicious as hell looking. I don't, yeah. I don't know how he's able to pull his foot up at the last second. I don't know how. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's I think the first time I've, I'd ever seen it was in a movie. Have you, uh, the, that movie what? American History X? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so it's so brutal. Oh. And so anytime I see Seth hit it, it for, there's a part of my brain that, you know, reimagines that movie and, and how brutal it is. So it's even more brutal than it actually is just because of that imagery that's, you know, permanently stored in, in my head. <laughs> but uh, I was so young when I saw that. I, I remember crying when I first saw that. I remember, like, oh, it's an intense movie. Yeah. I, I felt horrible for that person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the most brutal things I had seen. Right? I yeah. never even heard of something like that until that movie. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, the way I'm thinking Seth hits it, the only thing I can think of is his knee is bent. Like I was telling you about when you hit a boot on somebody is maybe his his leg is obviously limp. But, hmm. dude, the preciseness of that, I see why they outlawed it for a while. I do. Yeah. But he launches up. So he's coming down in the air. Gravity, I don't know. I'll have to watch it in freeze frame. But it looks like he launches up off his other foot. So It seems like if you're, if you're off just a little, it could cause some serious just, damage. Yes. That's why it, it's impressive as hell. Yeah. Remember the one he hit on Orton at Mania? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 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 cool. It's a. It, I mean, it's a it's a cool move. He's he's able to pull it off. It's kind of like a Styles Clash. You know, if, when I see it a lot, I cringe a little bit. I'm, I get a little nervous, but he 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 gets yeah. it. Yeah. No, you're right. So that was Raw. Dean Ambrose came out at the end. <laughs> They're going to have their match Sunday at TLC. What are they booking as the main event? Maybe Ronda? R Ronda and Nia? Let me ask you a question. If that were to close the show, would you really consider that the main event? Or would you consider that like an attraction? Like they just put it on last just because they could? Like how or... would they get the fan watching the show? You know what I mean? It, would you see it that way? Or would you see the match before that being the main event? If it was, like, say, Seth Rollins versus Dean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
You know, it's funny. Like, we're not even considering that to put Daniel Bryan and AJ last <laughs> just because they never Ooh. they never do that. But that really yeah, should be last. That's a world title match. It's uh, it's going to be it it's going to be awesome. Maybe it does finally. I'd love to see it. They haven't done it Maybe yet. It does. A SmackDown. It's a great excuse for it to happen. Yeah. But there's no there's, there's no world title being defended. Yeah, but they, remember there was that other pay per view uh, where AJ Styles was defending the title and they still didn't put that last. They put like uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins last. <laughs> over like him and Nakamura, or him and Joe was it? Yeah, Rusev? it was over AJ and Rusev. AJ was defending against Rusev and they went That's with why. Uh, maybe because it's Rusev. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe the women's match, uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Austin. Oh. Yeah, that would be a good one. I mean, that I think that's going to be a hell of a match. I could buy that. Yeah, Becky's hot right now. Um, I'd guess that she's <laughs> losing the title. That's why they put Asuka in there. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Why would they have her lose the title? Uh, so she could go for the Raw title. So she could, they can have her win the Rumble and, and go uh, for Ronda Rousey. Well, there you go. And there you are. That just sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this way you could get to get the belt off of her without her getting beat. You have Charlotte like pin Oscar and. Okay. I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see Becky in any losing predicament right now, but that, that's not really a losing predicament. because She didn't lose. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and given right now how historically low the numbers are, I mean, Becky's the, the mainstream coverage that they're getting still. Okay, we're not putting, we're not pinning that on her. There's no, no, I'm not. I'm saying despite that, despite the numbers, I mean, look at what people are talking about. Becky's still getting mainstream coverage. First woman ever to top the power rankings on ESPN, right? Was that really? a week or two ago? Really? Ronda Rousey's never done it? I, th I think it was either the first woman or the first female wrestler to top the ESPN power rankings. No. But it was a big deal. Ronda Rousey is a wrestler. What do you mean? Yeah, but since she's been a wrestler, I don't think she has. I don't know. It was uh, people made no. Those are just those. Don't, those things don't matter anyway. It's I know just they don't. A fan if list. You're, if you're a normal person watching ESPN, you see that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but they don't show that on TV, right? It's just something on their website. Oh, yeah, they no. No. Yeah. Oh, hmm. never mind. No. Take that ESPN power rankings. That's what we think of you. Um, <laughs> but no, Becky is the hottest thing in the company right now. I don't blame her at all. I think, despite how much everything else sucks, Becky's gold right. <laughs> um yeah so last week lowest rated raw so smackdown smackdown were putting up the lowest yeah. numbers ever as well yeah. rush yeah this was the lowest non-holiday oh. they, they've done I was, a... I was surprised at that why do we think that is because it's not because of the talent i think i look i think a part of it is smackdown is a lot better than raw um but the, there's not much there that's hooking you from week to week like you need to tune in next week for it does, these shows don't leave you wanting more yeah you right? do your beloved fan favorite daniel bryan's acting like a lunatic that's funny yeah, he, he's good but there's no like cliffhanger you know on these episodes it's like they used to have back good. in the day it's, about me. it's not about him being good it's, it's, i'm being honest it's me as a fan i want to know more in the story what is he doing what is he thinking why is he snapped um i want to tune in the following week to see and what's aj gonna do yeah i don't know i don't I'm know serious yeah, to me, after a three-hour raw, it's hard to get excited for two hours. You know, another two hours. That's why SmackDown was so much better back in the day. When I was there, we did our show. Our, our show was on a Thursday night. Sometimes on a Friday night. I remember it changed too. And there's that gap between it where people get their rest and get to come back, recharge, to watch some wrestling again. Yeah, week, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, that was the one of the downfalls when SmackDown was on a Thursday is all the results are out on the internet. But you have that break from wrestling. So you have that, you know, those three days to, you know, kind of get your appetite back, I guess. Yes. Well, what, nine months from now, 10 months from now, SmackDown's going live on Fridays. Yep. Oh, well, they, I didn't know what day they were even coming on. That's, that's pretty good. That's going to be really good. Yeah. That'll be Fox. Live on Fox on Friday, right? That'll yep. be interesting, yeah. Because um, Fridays aren't the best nights for wrestling. Do, you know. do you think SmackDown finally beats them in ratings? I think the first few weeks they will. Um, I mean, I feel like they have to make that the A show. I mean, uh, you know, with being on a network. I just, I don't trust them. I I Same here. Exactly. In theory, that's what they should be doing. But in theory, they should be strengthening SmackDown now. They just had them lose every match at the Survivor Series, every main card match. Raj, you know this better than I do. Don't more people have the opportunity to watch Fox than USA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more, right? It's quite a bit more. I I think it's something like... Uh, don't quote me on these numbers, but it's something similar to this. So it's like 90 million people get USA and it's like 130 for Fox or something like that. Cool. Uh, and I could double check those, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, network. It's a, it's a lot more. So they're saying just, just with the move, they should be in theory closer to 3 million viewers. Um, but, you know, again, some of that's going to be offset with being on a Friday night. And I'm sure the first week they're going to, you know, really load the show and, and, uh, and, you know, put a lot of stars on there. Uh, Justin Labar had an exclusive on Wrestling Inc. a couple of weeks ago that uh, Fox wants Ronda Rousey. They want, uh, they want Ronda Rousey on SmackDown and they want SmackDown to have more of a, a sports feel. And, and they're going to be pushing SmackDown on their, you know, on their weekend sports show. So it makes sense. So, but it's still at work at the end of the day. So I don't get how they make it. Do you time the matches up with the clock in the corner like TNA used to do? I just think that was pretty cool when they were on Fox back in the day. Uh, well, I think what they mean is they want less of the goofy comedy and and more uh, more of a serious product. But here's the thing. To the people they're trying to play to, which is the sports fans, they still see it as a goofy product, even if it's serious combat going on inside the ring, because the day they still know it's not real. Right. That's where you, That's where you need the storylines. So, but if you could do the storylines without throwing pancakes and you know that kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's where they want to go. <laughs> Just damn pancakes! Yeah. Um, over the weekend, House of Hardcore event, Big Cass had a seizure. Oh my god! Yeah, suffered a seizure at uh, Saturday's House of Hardcore event during the intermission. Uh, he was actually supposed to wrestle in the second half. He'd do a segment on the second half of the show. He showed up in the first half right before intermission uh, for a meet and greet and suffered a seizure on the way to the ring. Um, but yeah, EMTs treated him. Um, and since then, Tommy Dreamer gave an update on Twitter saying that he spoke to Big Cass. That would have been yesterday. He spoke to Cass and, and that Cass was doing well. So uh, scary situation, but it looks like he's he's fine. Well, I mean, how did something like that happen? I have no idea. I mean, it was it was literally like as he was making his way to the ring, and I think a lot of people there thought it was like a work, like it was part of the, like it was a, a gimmick. It wasn't real, and it, it was yeah, it was legit. He, he started like convulsing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. A fan said that to me uh, over the weekend, and I, I just was horrified for him. 
Yeah. Uh, How scary would that be, guys? Imagine everything's fine. You know, you're fine and dandy, and you're just walking, and boom, that's something like that happens. Yeah. Oh, it's that'd be terrifying. So, man, I, I I don't know. Does something like that? Does that kind of end does your career? Like a, does that have a permanent effect? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, honestly. That's why I was asking if you guys did or not. But good yes. lord, Godspeed, dude. Seriously, brother, Godspeed. I feel like I mean he's just having a terrible year, and it just keeps getting worse. Um, I mean, this is so so bad. This is yeah. a, you know, a whole different level of bad. Yeah, you know? yeah. It really uh, is. We like to see all of us here at wrestling Inc. definitely want to send our well wishes and prayers to the big guys for sure. Yeah, uh, recovery and 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 hope he can get back to hundred percent. It was uh, notable. Enzo tweeted out something nice. Their relationship has been fragmented since that match. They didn't finish. What right. was it at SummerSlam last year? <laughs> um, I mean, we talked about this on the Wednesday podcast. I know it's controversial, especially with Enzo. But I feel like these guys are like uh, like a TV movie, a cautionary tale. If you look at Enzo and Cass, you know they were on top of the world and then yeah. lost it all. Um, yeah. I think you know again, provided Enzo's clear of everything he was accused of. Uh, if they can both get their act together professionalism-wise, and they both admitted they were not the most professional people backstage, Cass not taking advice or direction, Enzo certainly not doing so. Um, I think, you know, if they could grow up a bit, I think people would love to see them have a comeback, whether in the WWE or through another promotion. Yeah. It, it, it'd have to be WWE to be done right again, you know? But you remember how over they were. Like, I mean, they were incredibly, insanely. Yeah. I would argue when they were in NXT, especially, yeah. they were one of the most over acts there was, top three for sure. Yeah. On all of WWE, I would argue. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully we'll see. I mean, Enzo's got a lot of talent too, not necessarily <laughs> as a wrestler in the ring, but he's, I mean, that guy on the mic is, you know, unmatched yes he does he takes chances he takes risks i mean he can be annoying as hell but hey that's he um he took a lot of risks and a lot of them paid off yeah yeah we'll see uh we will see what happens but yes all the best to big cast and uh hope he's uh recovering well real quick rhino update um yeah. it looks like he's so i'm hearing he's going to smackdown so oh. he's oh, not good. retiring yeah good on him man he's really this is, you know what I mean? When you don't think that would be, guys, it's akin to me coming out of retirement and all of a sudden show up at WWE one day and turning it into two or three years. Yeah. Like, no one's expecting that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's very, and that's why cool. it should happen, Matt, because no one's expecting it. That's <laughs> <laughs> no more, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, got a, I got a city to run, brother. <laughs> the commish. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Mayor, damn you. <laughs> Deputy, Deputy mayor. mayor. Cool. Let's wrap it up for tonight. We'll be back here Wednesday at noon to cover SmackDown Live and uh, Sunday night after TLC. Tune into the Wrestling Inc. podcast for coverage immediately after it ends on the East Coast. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take this home here? Yes. As soon as I get off here, I will be going on Up Live, guys. It is a free app on in your app store. Please download it. Search for The Blueprint Matt Morgan and join me soon as I'm done here, where I'll field some more of your questions, if you have any, any comments on Raw, SmackDown, bodybuilding, what I do with my with the city here of Longwood, as far as being a deputy mayor, you name it, I talk about it as long as you ask it. So you want to talk to me live and direct, nothing is off limits, please join me as soon as I'm off here, download UpLive on your, from your app store, look up the Blueprint Matt Morgan, and let's start banging away, I'll be on it for the next two hours. 
Cool, man. Raj, what's coming up on the site? Oh, man, tons of stuff. We got interviews with Matt Hardy, Johnny Impact, uh, just just tons and tons of Joe ROH COO Joe Koff. Uh, got a couple parts of that up. So just definitely be checking it out. We got exclusive interviews every day. So what about Johnny? What about Johnny Impact? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking to him tomorrow, but we we've cool. yeah we've been talking to him last yeah we're Please almost talking to him every him. other week. <laughs> Please tell him I say hi. He's very very good dear friend. Okay, yeah, we'll do. Good guy, one of the better guys. Yeah, in real life, like a good guy. Awesome. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I tweet along with most WWE programming live. And until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>